Today is the 21st day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. Welcome to the Dead Sea. (laughs) That's where we are now. The lowest point on Earth. So uh, we we could for sure safely say it's all uphill from here. And it's great to be here with you today as we continue our pilgrimage through the land of the Bible. Uh, We completed day two yesterday, and I'll I'll share that with you in a little while. But let's go ahead and center ourselves and orient ourselves to God through his word. And we'll be continuing our journey through the book of Leviticus today by reading chapters 11 and 12. And uh, we're reading from the New International Version this week. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Say to the Israelites, Of all the animals that live on the land, these are the ones you may eat. You may eat any animal that has a divided hoof and that chews the cud. There are some that only chew the cud or only have divided hoof but you must not eat them. The camel, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is ceremonially unclean for you. The hyrax, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is unclean for you. The rabbit, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is unclean for you. And the pig, though it has a divided hoof, does not chew the cud. It is unclean for you. You must not eat their meat or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. Of all the creatures living in the water of the seas and the streams, you may eat any that have fins and scales. But all creatures in the seas or streams that do not have fins and scales, whether among all the swarming things or among all the other living creatures in the water, you are to regard as unclean. And since you are to regard them as unclean, you must not eat their meat. You must regard their carcasses as unclean. Anything living in the water that does not have fins and scales is to be regarded as unclean by you. These are the birds you are to regard as unclean and not eat because they are unclean. The eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the red kite, any kind of black kite, any kind of raven, the horned owl, the screech owl, the gull, any kind of hawk, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the white owl, the desert owl, the osprey, the stork, any kind of heron, the hoopoe, and the bat. All flying insects that walk on all fours are to be regarded as unclean by you. There are, however, some flying insects that walk on all fours that you may eat. Those that have jointed legs for hopping on the ground. Of these you may eat any kind of locust, katydid, cricket, or grasshopper. But all other flying insects that have four legs you are to regard as unclean. You will make yourselves unclean by these. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean till evening. Whoever picks up one of their carcasses must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till evening. 
Every animal that does not have a divided hoof or that does not chew the cud is unclean for you. Whoever touches the carcass of any of them will be unclean. Of all the animals that walk on all fours, those that walk on their paws are unclean for you. Whoever touches their carcass will be unclean till evening. Anyone who picks up their carcass must wash their clothes and they will be unclean till evening. These animals are unclean for you. Of the animals that move along the ground, these are unclean for you. The weasel, the rat, any kind of great lizard, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the wall lizard, the skink, and the chameleon. Of all those that move along the ground, these are unclean for you. Whoever touches them when they are dead will be unclean till evening. When one of them dies and falls on something, that article, whatever its use, will be unclean, whether it is made of wood, cloth, hide, or sackcloth. Put it in water. It will be unclean till evening, and then it will be clean. If one of them falls into a clay pot, everything in it will be unclean, and you must break the pot. Any food you are allowed to eat that has come into contact with water from any such pot is unclean, and any liquid that is drunk from such a pot is unclean. Anything that one of their carcasses falls on becomes unclean. An oven or cooking pot must be broken up. They are unclean, and you are to regard them as unclean. A spring, however, or a cistern for collecting water remains clean. But anyone who touches one of these carcasses is unclean. If a carcass falls on any seeds that are to be planted, they remain clean. But if water has been put on the seed and a carcass falls on it, it is unclean for you. If an animal that you are allowed to eat dies, anyone who touches its carcass will be unclean till evening. Anyone who eats some of its carcass must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till evening. Anyone who picks up the carcass must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till evening. Every creature that moves along the ground is to be regarded as unclean. It is not to be eaten. You are not to eat any creature that moves along the ground, whether it moves on its belly or walks on all fours or on many feet. It is unclean. Do not defile yourselves by any of these creatures. Do not make yourselves unclean by means of them or be made unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore be holy, because I am holy. These are the regulations concerning animals, birds, every living thing that moves about in the water, and every creature that moves along the ground. You must distinguish between the unclean and the clean, between living creatures that may be eaten and those that may not be eaten. The Lord said to Moses, 
say to the Israelites, A woman who becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son will be ceremonially unclean for seven days, just as she is unclean during her monthly period. On the eighth day, the boy is to be circumcised. Then the woman must wait 33 days to be purified from her bleeding. She must not touch anything sacred or go to the sanctuary until the days of her purification are over. If she gives birth to a daughter, for two weeks the woman will be unclean, as during her period. Then she must wait 66 days to be purified from her bleeding. When the days of her purification for a son or daughter are over, she is to bring to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting a year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a dove for a sin offering. He shall offer them before the Lord to make atonement for her, and then she will be ceremonially clean from her flow of blood. These are the regulations for the woman who gives birth to a boy or a girl. But if she cannot afford a lamb, she is to bring two doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for her and she will be clean. Mark 5, 21-43 When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And did you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just... Believe. 
He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talita, come, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Psalm 38 A Psalm of David A Petition Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Your arrows have pierced me and your hand has come down on me. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. There is no soundness in my bones because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me, like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pounds. My strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eyes. My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away. Those who want to kill me set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of my ruin. All day long they scheme and lie. I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the mute who cannot speak. I have become like one who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. Lord, I wait for you. You will answer, Lord my God. For I said, do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my feet slip. For I am about to fall, and my pain is ever with me. I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. Many have become my enemies without cause. Those who hate me without reason are numerous. Those who repay my good with evil lodge accusations against me, though I seek only to do what is good. Lord, do not forsake me. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly to help me. 
my Lord and my Savior. Proverbs 10, 8 and 9 The wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Okay, you guys remember like a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the law because we were entering into, you know, the the actual giving of the law, and that's kind of where we are now. So we were talking about that, and we were talking about the letter of the law and the spirit of the law, which is a theme that the Apostle Paul speaks uh, heavily about. But we have a really good example of this today. So in the book of Leviticus, the children of Israel are in the wilderness, which is something that those of us who are in the land of the Bible, like we've been experiencing this. So we now know what this looks like, and we now know what they were up against. So uh, in today's reading, we have uh, blood issues, special female blood issues. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the kinds of things we want to talk about every day. But this is like a childbirth and monthly flow issues. And so this would make her unclean. And so there was this way then to become ceremonially clean over a period of time and, and from hygiene and stuff. And so like we could be like, this is what's going on here. This what's, what's this in the Bible for? But if you're in the wilderness and there's a million of you and there's no hospital, right? Like there's no uh, 24 hour clinic anywhere that there's nothing like that then the flow of blood like that's a, like in this day and age that's a biohazard so there's practical reasons for some of the things that are going on here that we can we can go like well that's kind of constricting well that's kind of strict well that's kind of but if you lived in the desert and there like none of the conveniences that you that, that we take for granted even existed you get a sense of okay yeah I can see why we would really really want to keep some things tight because we don't want disease to spread throughout this entire community like this could be devastating so yeah we gotta like if we're gonna be a culture we have to have ways of of watching out for each other and so that makes sense and then there's these provisions of becoming ceremonially clean and restored into community and having the ability to worship with the community, enter into God's presence. So like, let's zoom forward a couple thousand years and land ourselves in the first century in Jesus' time. And we have this interesting encounter with a woman who was bleeding. And she had been bleeding for 12 years which means for 12 years, she had been ceremonially unclean. That's the letter of the law. So kept outside of community worship, kind of kept outside of the presence of God because of uncleanness, perpetual uncleanness. So we have the letter of the law, and then we have Jesus, God, incarnate 
and this unclean woman touches him. That then makes him unclean too. And he knows it's happened and so he stops and he starts looking around for who touched him. And she is terrified now because the implications are profound. There's a crowd. She made a rabbi unclean. Anything can happen here. And so she's trembling with fear and she comes and she kneels before him and tells him everything. This is a woman who is unclean. Like by the letter of the law, she should be nowhere near Jesus. And if it were God's intention to keep unclean people away from him, then he should have stopped the whole thing and said, who touched me? And, and then had her punished for breaking the law. That's not what he did. That's not what God incarnate in the person of Jesus did. She was healed. She could be made clean. She could be fully restored. The letter of the law would have kept her outside in an unclean state until somehow she stopped bleeding. As if she could do that because she'd done everything she could to become clean. Her faith made her whole and God was there to tell her, go in peace, daughter. That's the spirit of the law. And hopefully that gives us some context as we continue working our way through the law of, of understanding that laws can be rules that are meant not to be broken, but underneath them is a reason. If the reason is forgotten, then the law is about control and power. And we can see in Jesus today, that's not what God's intentions are or were. And so, Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for all that it brings into our lives, all the things that it gives us to consider and think about and contemplate and meditate upon. We thank you for that. And in the story that we read today, we see so clearly your heart toward your children. But we have to confess that we are often guilty of trying to be the keepers of the law. And we look at what everybody else is doing and what they're breaking and we've lost the plot. We forgot that there's a spirit here. And the reason for all of this is to draw us back together with you so that we might have life. So come Holy Spirit into all of this, we pray. And we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we are here in the land of the Bible on our 2020 pilgrimage. And this will be our uh, third day. Uh, third, third day, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, so... Uh, we've, we've been in the desert. We've been in the wilderness since we departed. We've been wandering around and I'm not sure it quite feels like 40 years yet, but we, we've been in the desert. We've had this experience. And so we ended up at the Dead Sea uh, yesterday and, uh, and that was fun. But, but when we left Elot, when we left the Red Sea yesterday, we 
came up into the wilderness and we were able to go to a place called Timnah, uh, where there's some very ancient Egyptian ruins. And this is a place that it, it's believed that Solomon uh, mined copper, like mined minerals down in this area. And uh, so there's some connections there, but there's also a, um, a scaled, a scale size replica of the tabernacle. So, oh, the children of Israel are wandering in the wilderness and they have this tabernacle for the worship of the Lord and it's sort of the center of their culture and community and that will be replaced by the temple at a later time but this is this portable temple basically that travels around with them God's signifying he will be with them uh, he will be among them and so we got to see that and just just seeing it is uh, is enough like to go ah oh, like here actually in the desert that we're talking about this uh life-size replica like i can put myself in the position but then to go in and actually experience it to to move you know into the outer courtyard and then move into the holy place and move toward the most holy place like to do all of these things and now uh, put yourself in this position brings an enormous amount of context is so helpful to just to begin to sew through the threads of redemption that weave their way through all of the stories of the Bible. So, uh, so that was great. So, uh, from there, then we had to drive a couple of hours north and, uh, descending toward the lowest part of the, the earth, which is the Dead Sea, but uh, we got to visit a place called Masada, which is a very ancient stronghold. Uh, dates back at least to the Herodian period, because uh, so many of the uh, archaeological things there are, are from Herod's time, but it had been a stronghold probably for a long time. It's uh, when, you, when you're up there, you can see like how impenetrable the whole thing is. You have to like ride a, um, like a cable car up to get up there I mean you can run up there but uh, you gotta be in, in extraordinary shape and have plenty of time so it's just a yeah a, just a fantastic place and there's some just unbelievable stories that um, that are really identifying stories for the Hebrew people uh, that especially uh, from the time of the destruction of Jerusalem so we remember Jesus predicting the destruction of Jerusalem uh, of, of the temple, and uh, and we know that that happened uh, a couple decades after uh, after his ministry was completed, and so uh, Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans because of rebellion, and so the rebels, you know, once once the tides have turned and the Rome Romans have decided they're going to crush this, um, that was pretty much what they planned to do: level the whole thing. And so rebels would, you know, escape. And Masada was one of the last places of stronghold. And uh, those, once the Romans were about to breach, once they were about to come in, then, you know, uh, the people had a choice of freedom by death, basically, or slavery and torture. And so there were uh, many deaths. But anyway, it's, uh, it's really a remarkable place but the views, the views of the Dead Sea and across to Jordan and of the vastness of the wilderness are spectacular from there. So uh, that, that, was, uh, that was enjoyable. 
And then we made our way to the Dead Sea and we worked our way down to the to the shore there and and just talked for a little bit about where we were and what we've been through in the last couple of days and kind of how to how to aim our hearts for the evening a little bit and and then it was uh <laughs> then it was a party a mud party at the uh at the Dead Sea so I mean the Dead Sea is really you you can float in it uh, and that's an understatement like you you pretty much have to float in it it's uh, really really super dense um, but man it does something to your skin I can put my my hands in the Dead Sea and take them out and all of a sudden like like I'm a, like a kid again and so that's always a fun 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 time and so that's that's kind of where we are in the adventure we'll be continuing our journey north today and there is a lot to do this is a full day but by the time we end the day we will be in the Galilee so thank you for your continued prayers it is coveted it is needed Um, it is what sustains us I believe that so continued prayers over the buses and the vehicles and the logistics and the technology and the people and the weather and the health and the stamina is everything that that goes into this we thank you it makes a world of difference for us to know that yeah that, that thousands and thousands and thousands are praying for us but are also with us in spirit like the, the, that even though we can be here representing this community this is a virtual thing and we're all in this together so thank you if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a link on the homepage, and I thank you for those who have clicked that link over the years. Uh, well, from the bottom of my heart, we wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. Or you can hit the hotline button in the app and begin to share from there. Also reminding you, if uh, if, if you're intrigued, if you're like, I want to do this, I, I, I want to go on that that journey we have plans to come back next year registration for that pilgrimage is open now you can find it at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section you can also find it in the app just click that little drawer icon in the upper left hand corner and it'll open a drawer and you'll see the initiative section so you can find out find out all about it there these journeys are usually uh, almost full if not full by the time we return so take a look love to love to see you next year in jerusalem and uh, i think that's it for today wait that's not all for today this saturday this saturday uh, we will be doing a facebook live from the sea of galilee um yeah this is a couple days from now so 
Uh, we all gather and it's kind of like a, a little debrief about, you know, what we've experienced so far. And then we also uh, Facebook Live and just kind of let us tell you the story of what it's like to be here, what we're experiencing, what we're seeing. And then uh, take some questions coming in from you as you're watching and just about what's going on. And so that's always a fun time. It's about an hour long so it'll be 7.30 p.m. local time. That's that's the time in Israel. Uh, so for those of you back in the United States, that's like 1.30 p.m. Um, on the East Coast, 12.30 p.m. in Central Time, where Nashville is, and 11.30 a.m. in the Mountain Zone, and 10.30 a.m. on the West Coast. And then if you are in London, I believe that will be 5.30 p.m., if you're in Australia, I'm not sure it might even be a different day. Um, but all you would need to do is like Google the difference between where you are and Tel Aviv and find that kind of time difference and then you can figure it out. And we'll be going live. So uh, that's always a blast. So looking forward to that. Hopefully you can attend and be there too. And I think that's, I think that's it for today. Uh, I think that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Alyssa from New Jersey. And I'm calling for the family of Diane. I just want to let you know I've been praying and I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, praying for the boys. I believe that Jeremiah 29:11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to give you a future and a hope. And I just want to encourage you to go through the grieving process and know that according to uh, Thessalonians, it says that um, we will be again together. We will, the dead in Christ will rise first and we will rise to meet them in, in the air and together we shall forever be with the Lord. So I know that we have to go through the grief process even Jesus wept. And just know that Diane finished her race, that she heard, well done, good and faithful servant, and that we can go on letting her be an inspiration to us all to keep our faith to the end and to keep our eye on the prize to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So just want to let you know that I was deeply moved by Diane's initial prayer and then the prayers thereafter. And uh, I just want to let the boys know that God is always with you and that you have the body of Christ around you to help you through this time. I'm also autistic. I have high-functioning autism. So you touch a special place in my heart. So you're in my prayers. I love you. Hello, this is Kim in Las Vegas, and uh, I just wanted to call in to say that I'm doing so much better this this time. And it was only a couple months ago that I called with a lot of depression issues, confusion issues, and when I thought that the uh, growth that turned out to be an enlarged uterus was cancer, which it wasn't, but through that whole thing, Christ was talking to me in the six weeks I spent on FMLA, I just had to sit and wonder what was going on with me, why I was so down and depressed and just got to spend a lot of time with Christ and a lot of time figuring myself out. 
And to say that God has filled me with joy is wholly His doing. And it's also help from you guys, everybody who's been praying, everybody who calls in to pray, because I need that too. I need to have people to pray for. And the fact that you guys call in and share that is important because we all need to pray for each other. We need to spend time in prayer. And while we want to be selfless and pray for others all the time, it's important that we pray for ourselves as well. So remember that everybody who calls in, we're praying for you as well, but I hope you're praying for yourself because that's important. We need to pray for ourselves and each other. But anybody who's struggling through darkness and pain right now, know that you can come out on the other end. I didn't feel like I could, even though in the back of my mind, I did know I can come out in the end. It just didn't feel like it, but Christ will fill you with joy. You just have to make it through whatever obstacle is in the way and walk into that next stage of life. Christ is with you. You may feel lonely and dark, but he's there. So anybody who's feeling that pain, you'll come out on the end. We love you. And this is Kim in Las Vegas. Thank you. Hi, Dab family. It's his Welsh girl. Um, I've been listening to the community prayer um, and um, I just had this picture of, uh, uh, you know, any time, day or night, uh, when we're listening um, to the Daily Audio Bible, that we are praying for our brothers and sisters all around the world. Um, and so it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And I just want to thank God that he has provided this such a source of joy for us. Um, but also, I just feel quite sorrowful because a few days ago I heard about Diana Davis and um, so Michael and Elijah, please know that we are praying for you and we hold you, we hold you in our prayers every day and your family. Um, Candace from Oregon, thank you for uh, singing so beautifully. Uh, I know that my Redeemer liveth um, for Sharice and for her husband Reuben who passed away in early January. Um, so just, Cherise, please know that we're praying for you. Um, and Christy from Florida, um, I'm praying for you today on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, because I know that you're moving from Florida to Ohio, so to be close to your family because of your sister passing away. And I'm so, so sorry about your grandfather too. So please know that, that we are praying for you and be um, and know that Jesus is so close to you. Thank you, family, and um, God bless. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Julie from Maryland, and I have a little story about how awesome God's timing is. Um, I am Jewish, and I am also born again. I came to Christ in 2012. Um, when I first came to Christ, I, I felt like I had to denounce my Jewishness and embrace Christianity. And now I'm realizing that the devil is a liar and um, my identity is my identity. And I am a Jew who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and it's changing my life um, every day. And um, what's really amazing is recently, so I had a bat mitzvah when I was 13, which is a coming of age ceremony for a Jewish girl, um, bar mitzvah for a boy, bat mitzvah for a girl. And um, I've been exploring my identity and I've been, I remembered that the portion of the Torah that I read during my bat mitzvah was about 
the building of the tabernacle. And so when Brian was talking about how it must be boring listening to the discussions of the plans for the tabernacle, I was actually getting really excited because I was trying to figure out, oh, I wonder what was my part. Long story short, I was going through some old books and and old pictures and I found my Torah portion and I found my speech. And it was the same part of Exodus that we had read that day in daily audio Bible. And I was floored. And not only that, the beginning of it was about the Sabbath and I had recently started observing my own Sabbath. But thank God that um, the, that Jesus um, has come so that we can be united with him and we don't need a day. We can just come to him and rest at all times. So I just wanted to share that story with you all. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, afternoon, or evening. Good morning, Dabbers. This is Vani from Northern California. Um, this is a call in response to Anonymous, who identified herself as Pink Paint as an artist, and it's in response to her beautiful heart cry for prayer and her step of faith in venturing into the community to request prayer for herself at this time. It's apparently a very difficult time for her. Um, I, I just admire your, your beautiful expression of understanding colors. Um, as you shared your request, as I was listening this morning, I was watching a beautiful pink sunrise come up over the horizon and I am I am praying for you sister I understand tough times and struggles um, sometimes joy and sorrow are two sides of the same coin but I'll be praying for you that God will come near that he'll come close to you that he'll he is the one that uh, draws near to the brokenhearted and he will comfort you and he will surround you. Um, I pray for strength for you, that you will meditate on the word and that you'll be able to see a new day dawning. Love you, my dear. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, this is Jared the Encourager. Pink paint, I just heard your message. <laughs> and your <laughs> description of the hopelessness you're feeling right now and I'm an artist as well and your description of God's ability to use other colors and colors we don't even exist that we don't even know exist in heaven and how we are all other colors that come together is just such a beautiful description of the body of Christ and something that really grabbed onto me and I'm just in tears. I, you know, my name is Jared the Encourager. I know that's a gift God has given me, but I haven't called in much over the last couple of months because I'm, I'm in a similar place where I've just been really battling hopelessness. And um, so I want you to know that you're not alone. And whatever color I am, is being used by God in his master piece to build together his body and up encourage and uplift no matter what you're going through. 
your birthday is exactly one month after mine. Anyway, I'm praying for you and I'm praying for the rest of you, reminding myself and hopefully encouraging the rest of you along with me that there's always something to be thankful for, no matter what. Love you guys. Take care. Hi, family. This is his little Cherie in Canada. And I heard Pink Paint's message, and I know that it resonated with so many of us. Pink Paint, you are going to get a lot of responses, a lot of prayer. You have such a beautiful heart and such a unique way of expressing yourself. I love the artistry that shines from your your prayer request. You're such an artist, you can't even leave a prayer request without it becoming a poem. So I bless you, and I just wanted to pray for you and let you know that Jesus is so enamored with you. He loves every little thing about you. You make him giggle so much in ways that you would surprise you. I just see and feel his delight in you. Ah, you know what? You are beautiful. You are breathtakingly beautiful. And I think if you could see the colors that refract from your heart, you would be overwhelmed and amazed because there's definitely a lot of pink going on, but there's a whole lot more happening in and through and beyond just that obvious color. So this may seem like a strange message, but I love you. And so does he.